0: Hi, I'm Margaret. Hi, I'm Rema. Hey, I'm Rohan. Hey, I'm Justin. Hi, I'm Mel. And hey, I'm Akam.
1: And welcome back to the YLC Podcast. In this month's episode, we'll be going into COVID-19. Specifically, we'll be going into its impact on education. From looking at it from a public school perspective to a homeschool student perspective, let's jump right into it. So first, let's start off with an introduction to the topic done by Rohan.
0: Everyone remembers March 13, 2020 as the day that their lives changed forever. Almost everything shut down, and most of our everyday activities, including school, were transitioned to a virtual setting. Now, almost two years later, we are at the tail end of the reopening process, and most of our lives have ter- returned to a new normal one of newfound safety precautions that don't show many signs of going away, especially with the new Omicron variant that has spread rapidly throughout the population, so much so that Montgomery High School went virtual for the first week following winter break. Students have been hit especially hard during the pandemic, as having virtual lessons for the final semester of the 2019-2020 school year and for the entirety of the 2020-2021 school year has led to the lagging behind of many students in their educational growth. Additionally, from personal experience, virtual school caused me to lose a lot of my motivation and excitement for learning that I had prior to the pandemic, and from talking to my peers, I can conclude that this was a shared sentiment. On the personal side, one's teenage years are their formative years, and the fact that young people couldn't be around their peers in person was a detrimental obstacle to their personal growth as well. This, combined with the fact that most people didn't or couldn't leave their homes during the pandemic, which led to low variation in their daily routines, or for a more metaphorical phrase, every day was the same day, led to the worsening of their mental health, an effect of the COVID-19 pandemic that will persist long after its runtime ends. The vaccination rates of Montgomery residents, as per the New Jersey Department of Health's COVID-19 data dashboard, show that, this, that 66% of Montgomery teenagers have received at least one dose of the vaccine with 58% of Montgomery teenagers having finished the two-dose regimen of the vaccine or having received the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. This is attributable to the overwhelmingly favorable sentiment among Montgomery students that COVID precautions are important to ending the pandemic. And as mentioned before, no one wants the pandemic to end more than teens and tweens who just want their life to return back to what it had always been.
1: What a great introduction to our topic, and I think it really does show our perspective as teens and tweens and how much we really want this pandemic to end. So now, without further ado, let's get into the beginning of our interview with Rama, who will be talking about a form she released to high school students regarding COVID-19.
2: I had created a short form which some high schoolers had filled out regarding their thoughts and opinions about COVID-19 in our community. 87.5% of those who had filled out the form had said they were concerned about the COVID-19 pandemic. These concerns stem from people choosing not to wear their masks according to guidelines, how quickly COVID spreads, and the amount of people this pandemic has impacted. There are many precautions in place. However, not everyone chooses to follow them. CDC recommendations have been recently fluctuating. For example, the number of days required for quarantine has been reduced to just five days. This does not seem like enough time for a person to hop back into their normal routine after going through something like this. The forum stated that 62.5 percent of high schoolers believe that the CDC's recommendations regarding COVID-19 are safe and affected. The remaining 37.5 percent did not agree. Many people believe that the CDC is not being as transparent as they should be. The CDC's recommendations are the most important set of rules to follow to get rid of the pandemic. However, There are many people who disregard this important information. Mask usage is very crucial to the decrease of COVID-19. People choose not to wear their masks and wear them incorrectly. All of these tiny things can completely change the amount of time it'll take the pandemic to go away. 100% of those who took this forum had said they wear their masks all the time. However, when they were asked about how often they see other people without their masks on, the results were different. 37.5% 37.5% of people, which were asked, said they would see people without their masks on up to 25% of the time. 37.5% of people claim this would happen around 25 to 50% of the time. of people said they would see people without their masks on 50 to 75% of the time. And finally, 12.5% of people claim this would happen 75 to 100% of the time. Clearly, the results of this question are all over the place. Masks are the most efficient and simple way to get rid of the pandemic. However, there are many, many people who completely disagree. They wear their masks underneath their nose or just completely disregard the entire mask. Masks can be difficult to wear, making it easy for us to want to forget about them for a short moment. However, in these short moments, everything and anything can spread. Masks restrict the amount of spreading, which this pandemic can do, which is why they are so important for us to wear them whenever it is necessary. Another important factor to getting rid of COVID-19 are vaccines. 100% of those who had taken this form had said they believe vaccines will get rid of this pandemic and of the 100%, 93.8% had said booster vaccines are also helpful to getting rid of COVID-19. Vaccines are are necessary to getting rid of this. They help boost our immune system and make us stronger. It is clear that almost all people have a clear understanding of these vaccines and why we should be doing everything to get them. These vaccines save us a trip to the doctors. Overall, vaccines help stop the spread of COVID-19. At the end of this forum there was a space for people to list any concerns which they had because of the pandemic one of the main concerns which was voiced by many people are those people who choose not to wear their masks correctly many people said this made them feel unsafe everyone is doing their own part for the pandemic yet there are so many people who seem to be walking backwards all of the precautions being taken are only for the safety of themselves but also for all the people around them who they care about another concern which was brought attention to are the types of masks which are required. Better masks are more expensive and less abundant than the normal surgical masks. This could cause problems when schools or other places start requiring these more effective masks to be mandatory. However, for now, everything everything seems to be going well.
1: Now, let's get into our segment with Margaret.
3: You know, as a freshman, it's really interesting to see all of these varying perspectives in such a high school. You know, to be honest, I never really paid much attention to all these people surrounding me except for those who wore their masks under their noses or just refused to have them on at all. When I asked around my classes, many of the opinions I heard were similar to the results in Rima's survey. Every single one of my teachers claimed that they were concerned with the pandemic, especially within the school and wish that students would be more willing to follow CDC guidelines and have their masks on throughout the entire day. However, some students had their own thoughts on their teachers, one of which really stood out to me in Rema's survey. They said, quote, Some teachers might have COVID and come back to school even though they are a threat to our safety. I know one teacher only took an at-home test kit and didn't even take the PCR test, even though they tested positive, unquote. When asked about whether or not they were concerned with the COVID situation in school, this really did pique my interest because I also had a teacher who was similar to this one. Um, they had told my class that a few of their students tested positive, but they never quarantined themselves or showed any kind of concern. The only thing they did was request us to not come close to them. Just recently, they tested positive <clears throat> and they only stayed home for five days. Though that does technically follow CDC guidelines, I don't think it's a a sufficient amount of time. Such a rule was only put in place for health workers because of the diminishing amount of workers in hospitals because they tested positive. 10 days must have taken a toll in these hospitals, which most likely was the reason as to why the CDC pushed out this decision. Granted. They made an effort to not exclude anyone from following this suggestion, but this really only increased the confusion. There has been much controversy surrounding this decision ever since it was made, and personally, this specific guideline only allows everyone to continue endangering others. According to Rema's survey, it seems like 38% of the students who took it also thought that the CDC guidelines were not safe and effective. With that being said, I still think that their guidelines to the public are accurate in a way where they can still protect others, though they are sometimes mixed, if you will. At school and in Montgomery, I still see so many people without masks, and I often wonder, what do we try for? I always wear a KN95 mask everywhere, but when I see other people wearing cloth masks where their nose is hanging out, or just refusing to use them at all, I become a little bit more disheartened with this world. You know, such discontentment has also been showcased in the survey, and maybe that suggests that Montgomery should try harder in encouraging mask wearing and educating students on just how crucial it is to do so. If we don't imagine the amount of lives that might be lost or endangered We can't sacrifice any more of these beautiful people in Montgomery just because one person won't follow any kind of guideline at all. Um, Maybe if, you know, maybe the Board of Education or um, teachers in our schools, they can take some time to just tell us that it's important to look out for others. It's important to wear our masks. Otherwise, we really don't know what COVID might become in the future.
1: It's really great to get perspective from the inside in Montgomery High School, since we can really see from these interviews from Margaret and Rima, how much problems there are with the mask regulation and the CDC guidelines. And speaking of perspectives, let's get into our next part where we'll go into the perspectives of both public school students and also a special part with our homeschool done by me, Justin, and Jamel. So we're gonna start off with the homeschool experience in COVID.
4: So Mel, can you tell us a bit about your experiences with COVID as someone who's
5: homeschooled? Yes, I can. As a homeschooling student, COVID has been pretty difficult. And um, when it was fully locked down, fully locked down and everyone had to either stay at home or when they went outside wear a a mask the COVID-19 was in full swing so as a homeschooling student I wasn't able to go and travel to places so homeschooling on the go was definitely out. Um, Prior to COVID-19 I was able to go to places such as museums and I was able to go attend science centers and planetariums and have all these amazing field trips. But because of the COVID, that all halted after the COVID mandates and flight bans were put in place.
4: Oh wow, that sounds really annoying. So, was it just like basically you're locked down at
5: home and being taught from home? Um, yes, and um, basically that's what homeschooling is. It's home learning from home. But uh, yes, I was. A, I had to stay home during the. That rigor, that um, hard and that hard and endearing year of 2020, all the way to 2021, and um, 2021 is when stuff started to change because you know the vaccine came along and you know everyone's kind of getting used to being wearing masks and everything. So I was able to go to places again because stuff was opening up again. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think. One of, the, one of the things that really I get, really to get out of the COVID-19 would have to be um, th- being healthy, because I know that I've become a real germaphobe. So anytime <laughs> someone sneezes, I would... <laughs> I mean, funny story. Anytime someone would sneeze back in 2020, I would always have a disinfectant spray and I would just spray. <laughs> Even if I'm not even in the room, I would just spray the area. So I think really just teaching, staying safe and being healthy are one of the main things that I am getting out of COVID-19. Cause you start to see things that you really didn't see before. Like if someone coughs in public, I mean, yeah, before you would back away, you would get away from the situation. But now when someone coughs, everyone's looking. Everyone is looking at them. Everyone is saying, oh, um, because everyone is very help-conscious now. So yeah, really definitely. being, being a homeschooling and learning in this, in this environment has taught me to be very help-conscious and also to um, be grateful for what I have, really, too, because um, being in COVID and be, um, being connected with your family a lot, because I've been with my family in at home a lot more than I would have been if I was if there was no COVID. So oh, yes. here. really being grateful for what you have. And um, a lot of people think that oh being a homeschooling student you don't get out much like you don't interact with a lot of people. But I mean I still interact I still socialize. You still have all these organizations on them and and even though they're virtual you still have all these connect the, all these connections with different people. And so I would say, I mean, COVID-19 is really terrible and put a strain on a lot of activities that I would have been in. But on the, other, on the flip side, it also taught me to be grateful and to be appreciative of what I have, so. well, oh, that's interesting to hear. So I noticed that
4: with um, public schools, we started really getting back to like how things were before COVID. And I mean, yeah, we're still wearing masks, but it's almost back to normal now with in-person schooling and all of that. So is it the same with you as homeschooled or are there still more restrictions than usual?
5: Um, I would say that, yes, there are things that same as public school. Everything is opening up again due to the wake of, you know, everyone being aware that there is a COVID-19 and everybody um, preparing themselves and making sure that the kids are safe and that they're safe and that everyone is healthy around them and so yeah. that's what's making it so everything is uh, opening up but i would say i mean it's kind of the same it's similar to homeschooling i'm able to go places now all you need to do is wear a mask so uh-huh. re- it's really would be the same thing and there's no yeah. really different except the fact that public schoolers, you're going to brick and mortar and sure. going to buildings and i guess yeah. it Covid in my house <laughs> lucky
4: so um what have you guys been noticing so far in terms of like extracurricular activities and like how they've been impacted by covid so i remember last year it was a lot of just uh, all zoom all virtual and like every single club i did was like virtual and besides like one or two sports almost everything was
5: at home and canceled Uh, well, if no one else is going to get this, I mean, I would say extracurricular activities. One is a priority if you're trying to socialize and you don't have any other outlet. And two is pretty, um, it's pretty good at um, improving your, any depending on what it is. So like if it's a extracurricular activity based on try, on math or like something of the of a core subject or something just fun i mean really just getting out there and exercising and making yourself you know um you know i don't really know the term for it just getting yourself out there really yeah definitely like i've noticed like i like even though covid
4: was pretty bad like there was still some social aspect to it but i feel like this year it's a lot more social with like everyone talking and, like everyone actually being able to see each other in person and everything so, Aikum, what is, what were your experiences with the uh, extracurricular activities in COVID?
1: I think with my extracurricular activities in COVID, a lot of it, like, it was very similar to you, Justin, and how it was all really virtual on, on Zoom. And, and I'm noticing now, like, it's, we can all still see that there's still a priority for school sports, like last yeah. year, and even the brief one week of virtual we went this year. It continually seemed to be that we just, those were one of the most consistent things. So I think that's Mm -hmm. one of the nice things about a school sports that like they still can stay in Mm -hmm. person no matter what happens. But for yeah, I think the same thing is true when it comes to the other ones.
4: Yeah, because like the thing was like during this fall and last year, I played soccer. And even though like last year, COVID was terrible. Like we are still able to run our practices during soccer, we are still able to like go to games and drive on the bus and everything. So like really, with sports, I feel like nothing has changed. But then like extracurricular activities, I noticed like the big difference. And I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like these the extracurricular activities have been a, a lot more fun this year now that they're back in person. Yeah, no. I like totally. we can actually like have those in person meetings. Yeah, no, I
1: totally agree. Well, saying, wait, that reminds me of another question, Jamel which is basically how we know for for Montgomery last year there was like a hybrid option where we did start to slowly get into person so did you experience any sort of similar thing where it was it like a, s- a gradual shift in like last year or was it more so like this year when everything else reopened suddenly so did your homeschooling
5: Um, I think it started last year because the organization I'm in called Jack and Jill, which is to um, build up um, African-American children. And basically in that and this organization, at first it was virtual. So we had all these virtual, And then we started gradually getting to having meetings in person and you know kind of have that gradual I mean sometimes it would be virtual and some people would have the option to be virtual too so sometimes our our meetings would be hybrid also but um, having that ability to do that was really good because I got to see people that I normally wouldn't see a lot Um, I got to um, talk to friends that I didn't really I don't really get to to talk to on a daily basis, so you know that whole hybrid thing—it does apply to homeschool students as well. Oh, nice.
4: Okay, so I mean, I've noticed a lot of things. Like, even though COVID is still bad, I've noticed like people are really just acting like it doesn't exist. Do you think people are going too fast into the, like the trying to go back to normal, or do you think we're going at like a good pace?
5: Uh, I think it's also, it's yes, and it's also and also no. Yes, we are going to, on a fast pace, and, but also on the same time, no, because of the, well, no, let me just rephrase that. I'm just going to say blatantly, yes, I, in my opinion, I feel like we're going too fast with everything. And um, I just want to say because of the fact that with COVID, COVID has morphed from not just COVID, but from the Omicron and Delta variants. Oh, right. And this, and the new variant called the stealth variant that's <laughs> raging in Europe. Uh, I don't know who comes up with these names. So. <laughs> yeah. But um, jokes aside, these um, these new variants that are building, although they are lethal and they have, the Omicron variant is considered less lethal than the Delta variant and the same thing, they're all still variations of COVID. So even if you all get them, you're still sick. So... It doesn't really yeah. matter if, if this one is less con, is less likely for you to for you to die than this one. But it's all about really it's all about really whether or not you're going to get sick or not. And I think the fact that um, the fact that people are moving too fast with the with opening stuff up and having this this urgency to reconnect with people, they're neglecting that safety comes first. And I know that it would be it would be fun to, you know, reconnect with friends you haven't reconnected with and you haven't saw in a while or see family that you haven't seen in, in forever, but you have to realize that health and safety come first. And so if you're not doing what you're supposed to do and you're not being safe and you're not wearing masks and you're not doing the mandates that are, that are put in place, then this is not, been. we're going to have more cases and we're already seeing more cases because of the increasing number of people that aren't wearing masks and the oh gosh, increasing number yeah. of people who aren't really, who aren't, um, who, who aren't really following the protocols. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's
4: crazy. Cause I've noticed like all over the school, There are, like, so many kids and even some teachers with, like, their masks pulled all the way down. And then, like, in school for our lunch line, like, it's just one big crowd with, like, 100 kids literally, like, inches apart from each other. Some people are barely even wearing the masks, pulled over their nose, pulled all the way down. Like, everyone just crowded in together, like, pushing each other. And, like, it's really just not safe at all for some of these things. Mm. But, I mean, there are still, like, a lot of people who are doing, like, everything are supposed to but some people just are totally like not
1: yeah i completely agree like there are so many times i see not even just in school but after school when people are waiting in the comments there some people who just don't oh, really yeah. have a mask on and then there are a ton of them who are just not wearing it correctly and the annoying thing too is that like for a lot of the students we can see that teachers don't like they see it but they just don't really enforce it so it makes that frustrating aspect as well.
4: Yeah, I mean, some of the teachers just don't care. Like, some of them are even as bad as the students. Like, I've noticed in gym before, one of the teachers, like, when they are trying to yell, they just pull their mask totally off their face and, like, yell into a crowd of students. So, like, it's just some of
5: these things just aren't safe, honestly. If I can add, if I could just add, I mean, I know me being a homeschooling student, I have no experience of how or what the high school is what the what goes on in the high school but I can't I can just say like that sense of I, I this is the right word to use but the sense the sense of privilege that you can take your mask off in a public area is yeah. um it's kind of it's kind of sad and you know a lot of people try to justify it saying like oh well I'm vaccinated so I am okay but it that doesn't matter, because then if you're in a public area and all these people are taking your mask off, you don't know who's vaccinated and who's not.
3: Exactly. So yeah.
5: it yeah. doesn't really matter if this person vaccinated and this person isn't, and so they can wear their mask and they can't. Mm-hmm. If if they, if everyone takes their mask off in a public area, you won't know who's vaccinated and who's not. So yeah, I mean it, it, it really doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. And I mean in oh addition to
4: God. that, like even if you are vaccinated, if you do have COVID, it might not hurt you, but you could still spread it to other people. So if you're vaccinated and take off your mask, you could easily give it to like someone who isn't vaccinated. Yeah. yeah
1: even someone who is. I think like a big common misconception people seem to have is that they only people only wearing a mask, it's only for themselves. And exactly, like, yeah. in reality, the mask is just so you protect others. And it's even more concerning uh-huh. when you look at just like or in the interview surveys, but oh, oh, like 12.5% of the people that voted in it say that they saw, and They often they saw like 75 to 100% of the people without their mask on. So it just brings really yeah. that a uh, level of concern that maybe the, maybe the restrictions need to be more in place. Yeah, I, and I mean, I'm just going to say this
5: out of the whim. I have no disrespect to any of like, the montgomery's government officials but the fact that montgomery does not have a real strict mask mandate like other counties do um kind of contributes to why people feel like it's okay to take their mask off in public places
1: and that wraps up our podcast for this month. i really hope you guys enjoyed Stay safe, and we can't wait to see you guys next time.